So if you think about when you were diagnosed yourself as a woman, age 50, um, there's a lot going on. So when you go to the doctor about certain symptoms, Parkinson's is not mentioned for obvious reasons because I could be going through the menopause. I had hot flushes, brain fog, stiffness, anxiety, bloated, stomach, sleeplessness, menopausal sort of symptoms. So menopausal women will recognise these symptoms. And also menopausal women with Parkinson's will recognise these symptoms. In fact, men with Parkinson's will recognise some of these symptoms. So I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of sort of uh, other things happening in your life that will sort of uh, exacerbate certain symptoms and also make them, you know, seem as if they're for Parkinson's when they're not. The next thing I've learned really is that a day in the life of a person with Parkinson changes. It changes from day to day, week to week. One week you can achieve a lot and feel good about yourself, feel good physically. You know, the medication's working. Um, your body's not that stiff. You can achieve your exercises. You can achieve sort of your social um, obligations, work obligations for some people. Then the next week, you can struggle to walk from room to room. You can't stir a pot with a spoon. You know, everything is so hard and it's like walking through treacle and molasses. And this really affects you mentally, obviously, because you're thinking, oh, have I progressed? And, um, you know, uh, everything sort of turns black, you know, in your mind and you just, you're worried for the future. So why is that, you know? What I have learned on the next then is that I need to track back. I've written, I've talked about this in previous uh, podcasts, but it, it has worked for me in the past because I'm not very good about keeping a diary. I, you know, I know it says, everybody sort of says, keep a diary of your symptoms and I don't. But what I have learned to do now is kind of track back and think, what have I done this week to make me feel stiff? What have I done, you know, to um, make me feel good? So when a new symptom sort of pops up, you feel much worse than the week before. So I find it a good idea to track back over the few weeks before and see if you've done anything differently. So, for instance, someone posed a question on uh, Parkinson's UK about their uh, their legs being so stiff and crampy, and they wanted to know if there's uh, meds for that. Well, I had something like that recently, and I found that uh, a massage and uh, Nurofen worked a treat. So that was just for me now, you know. But sometimes you you before upping the meds or before running to the doctor, just try and um, do a few sort of. Na- you know natural things and uh, it, 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 it soothes the, the ache at the time and um, <clears throat> also those who know me um, know I'm sort of big on brands of uh, medication um, you know uh, the doctors will say all brands of this you know all brands of one medication are all the same components that may be so, but they don't all agree with the one person. So I've had that in my sort of situations where I felt I was progressing and then I realised I'd changed brands of one certain medication, changed back and within hours I was back to my normal. Um, so it's always good to sort of tweak and have a look and, uh, you know, uh, before, as I say, calling the doctor. 
Also, another thing that's come up, and I, a thing I've learned as well, is to have no guilt about taking medication, to have no guilt about not taking medication, you know. It really is a personal choice, and as we all know, we're all at different levels. Our needs are different, you know. Um, my needs at the time of taking medication, where I, I had three children, you know, three children at the time under sort of sixteen, and um, I felt I, I needed to, you know, move. I needed to, you know, get off the couch and stop being so exhausted. Um, you know, as a former long haul cabin crew. I was always exhausted, you know, and because of my job and the children and stuff. And it was just part of the course. I had, you know, I wasn't very good at sleeping. So um, I could handle the fatigue to a certain degree. But um, then when I gave up the flying, I did have another job, but um, it wasn't so uh, tiring. Um, and yet I was still, you know, tired and fatigued. I couldn't function properly. So for me... It was a necessity to be able to live my life now, you know, and that's one of leading on to another thing I've learned, you know. Um, you know, when people say live for the day, it's very easy to say it, very hard to do. But I really try to say yes to everything that, as much as I can. Um, and obviously, you know, being with Parkinson's, you've got to plan your day, you plan your week around that. But... I'm not, you know, stopping living because of Parkinson's, you know. Um, it is inhibiting, you know, and it uh, things are slower and things are less dynamic. Um, but hey, you know, what, who's to say it wouldn't be with something else, you know. Um, so the other thing I've learned is also listen to yourself, you know. Um, you know yourself better. Ask questions of people, but make your own decisions, you know. Um, ask questions of the doctors and uh, try and make your own decisions from that. You know, I've, I've learned that the consultants and doctors are, are brilliant and you know, nurses and Parkinson nurses, absolutely brilliant, you know. Um, but on the one hand, if you can find one, that would be even more brilliant, <laughs> I find they're very short on the ground, which is understandable. The NHS is on its knees and, you know, we're not going to find every sort of uh, aspect of uh, Parkinson's sort of uh, healthcare. Um, well, it's, got, it's found wanting really, isn't it? But So I think we need to sort of go to our medical field armed with the knowledge and and finding more and more that people with Parkinson's are the people with you know are, are the people who are experts and everybody has a little nugget of information everybody's interested in different things and if you read and listen to other people with Parkinson's you will gain some information you might sort of say oh I'll, I'll try that or that you're trying like vitamin b1 or magnesium it might not be for you but hey you know you've got to try everything um, I've learned so much in the last few years from other people with Parkinson's um, that I find I, I sound as if I know more than I, I actually do medically. I would never question a doctor's, you know, um, medical, uh, you know, learning, but I would question them talking about my body um, as a Parkinson's uh, woman in her 50s. So... That's another thing I've learned. Also, 
one of the ne- really important things I've learned is to get out and socialise. Um, I I know it's hard. I, I mean, when I first was diagnosed, I went to um, a dance for Parkinson's uh, club in London where we lived. And I've talked about this before, but I was in shock. You know, um, these people were way more progressed than I am. And I thought, oh my God, I can't, I can't. So I found a more appropriate club and people more my age and it was so much better. Um, but also it was comforting to be in amongst company of people who understood, you know. Um, you can relax a little bit more and be yourself and share knowledge, share fun stories, share tragic stories and just be friends with people. There's an awful lot of people out there going through this on their own and I'm one of the lucky ones that have my family and, you know, friends and, you know, I mean, ultimately, we are on our own dealing with this because I don't think you can explain to a person who doesn't have Parkinson's what it's like. But I think if you help others, it actually helps you, you know, um, by talking. One of the most important things I've learned is um, obviously to exercise and I bang on about this all the time but it's changed my life I know but I know for a lot of people they can't exercise the way you know um, I'm talking about in a class and it's very structured Um, I really need to sort of clarify that I think exercise is anything, anything more than you do in the day so it doesn't have to be like a structured exercise, it doesn't have to be anything other than getting up off the couch one more time, one extra time, you know, go make a t- cup of tea, an extra cup of tea, um, lift your arms up above your head, stretch from, from the chair. You don't have to sort of be jumping about and doing aerobics and, you know, weights and all that sort of stuff because, um, you know, you can't just suddenly go from no exercise, diagnose with Parkinson's to loads of exercise. You've got to, you know see what you can do and make something that's comfortable for you and something you enjoy. And there's nothing better than doing something you enjoy, like walking or, you know, um, dancing. Dancing especially, I find, is, is brilliant. So, I mean, yes, I exercise a lot, three times a week. and But uh, I am sort of, you know, I was in good, decent health before being diagnosed. So you can't just suddenly change into, you know, the gym bunny from, you know, being a couch potato which I, you know, I was close to, but, um, you know, I, generally before I had Parkinson's, I did lots of yoga and stuff. I never did really did anything sort of high, high powered, but, you know, that's changed because I want to, but you have to want to. And of course, apathy is a big thing, you know, um, uh, I find I'm apathetic to certain things, but not to exercise for some reason or other. But also I do think diet is very um, important. I mean, we know diet is very important. Um, and I try, it's one of the things I do fail on a lot. I try very much not to have too much sugar, but anybody who's listened to this podcast before knows I have uh, an affinity with sugar. It's my life. <laughs> no, um, but I do like it. Um, I try to be good, you know. I don't take, you know, sugar in my coffee and I make a big deal about that. But I'll probably have a had a bag of jellies beforehand but I'm trying I am trying constantly so um, I think um, another thing I've learned is people are generally very kind and patient 
and um, they want to understand um, friends and family ask questions and I'm very open about having Parkinson's and I love talking about it in the sense that if it educates somebody to be more empathetic to somebody else you know somebody who's slow in front of you in the, in the supermarket or you know somebody who's having problems tying their laces you know um, I think you know talk about it be open about it and um, I think people will want to help you you know um, I know people have had different sort of experiences with friends dropping them and things like that I think that's more to do with the friend than you you know the friend can't handle it can't handle some people can't handle anything hospital or medical medical related um but in general I find people want to be kind and want to help you so just sort of keep that in mind that there's always somebody out there who wants to talk to you or wants to help you I mean I've got great examples of you know my teacher down from Parkinson's, Julie Simmons, uh, you know, Laura and Anna from um, Neuroheroes Exercise. Um, you know, they want to help you. These are people who are passionate. They don't have Parkinson's, but they want to help people with Parkinson's. And I'm in awe of them every day, I have to say. Um, and thank you to them. But, um, you know, so I think I've learned a lot, actually. Probably a lot more than I've learned in my, all my schooling years. Um, but if there's something that you sort of have learned that I haven't added, please, you know, leave a message on Anchor FM or on Spotify or even my emails, um, rosedonaldson24 at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to hear from you. I mean, I enjoy doing the podcast. It doesn't really matter whether, whether anybody listens, but of course I do love listeners. Um, and it, it helps me. It helps me get it out of my system. Um, so you're not alone. That's another thing I've learned. You know, with them um, being on Twitter, being um, in on the exercise groups and dance for Parkinson's. I've met so many wonderful people who have Parkinson's, who have great stories to tell. And, you know, it's it's not nice. It's not pretty, your, your disintegration. But just keep on plugging away, you know. Um, You've got to, I don't even think you've got to fight it. You've just got to put one foot in front of the other. You're not brave. You're not clever. You're not anything but just a good person who wants to sort of, you know, see the day out. Um, you know, some, when people call you brave, you're like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? I've got to, I've got to get up in the morning, you know. I've got to, do, you know, live my life. And um, that's the way we'll go about it, you know. Um, just an everyday person with Parkinson's. Thank you.